All right, guys, we're back for the second part of the podcast. I said I'm going to try something different. So we're going to be talking about some of my favorite horror movies and just horror movies in general. I don't really have like a set list or anything. I wrote down a few, just um, some of my favorites. I'm sure some of you guys listening, I know a couple of my my friends are big horror movie guys or girls. So this is for you guys. But definitely, um, I, I just, just there's a lot of stuff I, I – Obviously, horror is one of my favorite genres. You guys probably didn't know that because this podcast is all MMA and pro wrestling. But maybe like once every two weeks or once a week, I'll do a horror podcast. And then the other can be MMA and pro wrestling, depending on, you know, how big of a news week it is. But it's really just something I've wanted to talk about for a while. I was thinking of maybe starting a second podcast specifically for horror movies, but I don't think I have time to do that. So I'm just going to incorporate it in here and it's my podcast, so I could do whatever I want. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about some of my favorites. Obviously I'm a big Halloween guy. I, I don't know a lot of people who aren't into Halloween and you know, it's kind of just like, I don't think that movie was meant to be like as serious or as a build up as much of a cult following that it did in, in 1978. I mean, obviously, I wasn't around when half these movies on the list were released, but it's just a thing like, and the thing I like about, you know, Halloween, obviously, Michael Myers, you know, everybody, first thing you say, Halloween, Michael Myers, uh, Tanfield, Illinois, which I don't know where it was filmed. I know it wasn't actually in Illinois. I think it was somewhere in Connecticut. All you horror movie buffs can connect me, if, correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, I mean, the thing about Michael Myers is like, He's he's portrayed, obviously it's a person, you know, playing him, but is he really a person or is he just like an amalgamation of evil? Like, is that why he never dies? Because you can never really kill evil. Evil's just more of an entity and that's why Michael never dies. I know everybody says that. You're like, oh, <laughs> motherfucker, everybody says that. Yeah, I know, but it's interesting because – they're making obviously two new horror movies on the Halloween franchise. We've got Halloween Kills in uh, 2020, and then we've got Halloween Ends in 2021. So it, they're obviously going to end the franchise, hopefully end the franchise, because I don't want another five, six, seven Halloween movies. We've already had enough. I, I mean, there's a like Halloween Resurrection shit should have never existed. I wasn't. I'm not a fan of Halloween Five. Halloween Four was good. I, I enjoyed that a little bit, even though the masks was freaking atrocious. It looked like you took, I don't even know, a mask of a fat old man and then painted it white and then just took all the facial features off and glued hair to the top of it. That's what I got out of it. It was. I don't really know like why they picked the mask that they did, but it definitely. Um, the movie by itself was good, and Jamie, the little girl, played a really good part. You could just see how how badly she was just distraught and, and destroyed from the dreams that she had, and people didn't believe her that she was seeing Michael Myers or the Boogeyman. And that's another thing about Halloween is they call them the Boogeyman, right? Well, the kids are scared of the Boogeyman, right? But it's not a real person. It's an entity, which is why Michael Myers never died because you can't kill an entity. I mean, you can kill a person – which he was portrayed as a person, but evil never dies. Like they said, Dr. Loomis said, he had the darkest eyes, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I mean, black, evil entity, just just evil and death. And that, that's really what he was meant to be. I don't ever think he was meant to be a person. 
I, we see him as a person. He's portrayed as a person, but he's never really been a person. It's always been, what do you think? Like the, the best movies and the best horror movies are just things in general, are things that are left to interpretation that aren't just all put out on the table. Like, for example, the movie Us, um, Jordan Peele's second horror movie after Get Out, which Get Out was amazing, one of my favorites. I don't have it on this list, but if you haven't seen it, definitely go out of your way to watch it, but Us. So I went to see that at the theater, right? And I'm watching it, and I'm like, obviously the remix of I Got Five on it to make it sound creepy was it definitely achieved whatever it was doing. It was really disturbing and just slow and dragged out kind of like the movie. And I watched the movie and, and then the, the whole time I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And then at the end I was like, what the fuck did I just see? And I know some of the people listening to this are probably thinking the same exact thing, but then you got these guys on YouTube, like found flicks and looper and a couple other guys. I don't know their channel names, but the, where they explain the endings and then, you know, they kind of tied everything up together, the hands across America and the red robes and how did the, did the boy really get switched out with a doppelganger like the sister did the little brother. I mean, it was all, it's all left to interpretation. You don't really know what happens at the end of these movies. And that's what makes these movies so good is because Jordan Peele doesn't have a cookie cutter, a cookie cutter type of like perspective on things. It's more just, what do you think happened? And then I'm going to tell you something completely different from what you thought, but it might tie into your ideas if you know what I'm saying here. Um, another movie that was kind of like that was A Quiet Place. Obviously, the, the ending it wasn't really left up to interpretation, but they didn't speak throughout the entire movie, and if they did, they died. So, you know, you had to you had to bank on emotion and bank on, you know, the movement and just the darkness and how people act through their body language. And you know what? Body language sometimes can speak better than words, and I think that's what they went with with for a quiet place was just to get you to feel like uneasy and unsettled and not really know what was going on or what direction things were going in. Were they going to live? Were they going to die? They can't speak. So are they going in, uh, mentally insane? Are they all unstable? I mean, that, that was another good one. It wasn't one of my favorites, but it was definitely good and way better than I thought. Cause when I read and read about it, I was like a movie that's just going to sit there and you're not going to talk. Like, what is this about my movie from like the 1900s, 1930s where they don't speak a silent movie? Like, come on. But it was really well done. So I've got a few movies on this list. I'd like to talk about first of all, my favorite, the best vampire movie I think that's ever been made. And I have not seen interview with a vampire. I think I saw it a, a few years ago, or I might've seen it once or twice. That's one of my sister's favorite movies, but, um, the Lost Boys, made in uh, 1987. Obviously, Kiefer Sutherland plays the head vampire. It's, it's in Santa Santa Clara, right? Santa Clara, California. Just, just an amazing movie. So good. Kiefer Sutherland plays the best vampire. I almost found myself kind of rooting for him against Michael. And then you had um, Corey Haim, who played um, the brother, the little brother, Sam. And... Just, he was great as well, you know. I ain't got a home. <laughs> if you watch the movie, you know what I'm saying. But it was just funny. And, you know, this is a movie, a perfect example of why some of these movies in the 80s are like people's favorites. Is you didn't have to rely on blood and gore and guts and aggression in these old movies, right? The music in The Lost Boys, just in general, was made the movie what it was. I think the music and the soundtrack, even though it was only maybe two or three songs, it really made you feel like that old school vibe and and just like the 
I don't want to say hippie because I don't want to get freaking dragged into a hole of of hate and stuff like that. But <laughs> it was just kind of like, you know, it had that cool 80s vibe. And that's a lot of these movies in the 80s. It just had a different vibe than today. Like the, the, there, was, there was a lot more colors and everything was kind of tied in together a little bit more. And it wasn't as dark, but they, they freaking, they really focused on story elements and character development more than just blood and guts. And obviously with vampires, you can get a lot of blood and guts if you want. Um, if you've seen 30 days a night, you know what I'm saying? Cause they basically just ripped the people to shreds, which is probably what vampires would be like if they ever existed. But you know, they're not going to, I'm not going to go down that hole, but yeah, the lost boys, Kiefer Sutherland, obviously one of, uh, one of my favorite vampires in any movie, just the way he portrayed himself like a little cocky, badass, didn't really say much, but kind of just gave those certain looks and had a, had a certain way about him as he would walk and kind of stalk the people. And then he had his little henchmen, you know, like the three or four guys he would walk with. And then Michael, the main brother in the story, probably the main character, just, you know, constantly just, I don't like you. I don't like you. Like, don't look at me trying to take David's girl. Um, what was her name? She had the little brother. Why can I not think of this? Star. Trying to take Star away from David. And it was just a battle of good versus evil. But then the good transitioned over to evil and then had to fight his way back to get back to normal. And I think that was just, it's just a great movie. I don't want to over explain it. If you have not seen it, I believe it's still on Netflix. So definitely go out of your way to watch The Lost Boys. Like I said, one of my favorites, a lot of people's favorite movies. I didn't realize it was so as popular as it is. And um, people who I wouldn't expect to like it, a couple of my friends and people that I know just really have, you know, gravitated towards that movie. And like I said, the music part, just if you just listen to the soundtrack before you watch the movie or no, don't do it before you watch the movie because it'll ruin it. But watch the movie and just listen to the soundtrack and how it flows with like the boardwalk and everything like that and the, and the carnival. And it's just amazing. And I can't really say enough good things about it. Uh, let's see what else I put on here. Um, Hereditary, one of a, new, a newer movie that came out in uh, 2018. That movie was so disturbing. It's probably one of the most disturbing movies I've seen in recent memory. Just, And I think that movie was more of just how, how things can just drive you insane and just take you to a place you don't want to be. And it, I think that's what this did. It was more of the mother in the movie with her family trying trying to avoid what the grandmother who died had worked so hard to uh, like build up with their, with her cult and the cult following and everything. And she moved into this when she moved into her, like, I think, did she go back to visit the, the mother or the grandmother or something after she died? I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. And the daughter, the younger daughter in the movie, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's one of the most horrific death scenes I think I've ever seen and not based on like so much blood just you know what I'm talking about if you've seen the movie it, co it comes out of nowhere and it's just insane and then the ending just I, I don't want to spoil it but that movie's amazing and it's it's so disturbing I think the more that horror movies develop over the years it's it's more going for just the just wrecking with your mind and, and instability in your head. I, and I, you know, I think that's more of just how people are today. They kind of put that into how they make the movies. Obviously it's a movie, it's not real, but it can be based off how people really act. And 
with the way people act today. I mean, it, it's, but Hereditary, again, another amazing movie and just really disturbing and scary. That movie literally towards the ending, it scared the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. A lot of movies don't creep me out as much as some other ones, but it's just something about it. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure a lot of you have, if you're a horror movie fan, everybody was talking about it as the new, this generation's exorcist and stuff like that. And it was definitely great. So go out of your way to watch it. If you guys want me to do like horror movie reviews, I could have, maybe we'll get Duke back on here or somebody and we'll watch um, like a horror movie and then we'll review it. I would like to do that because I love horror. Horror is one of my favorite genres and favorite things to talk about. If you know me, you definitely know what I'm, what I'm up, <laughs> what's up with what I'm saying. Let's go. Uh, what another movie I said, the lost boys, obviously hereditary, the witch, the witch was great. And you know what made it so good is that you didn't see the witch throughout almost the entirety of the movie. And you know, I was always fascinated with witches when I was younger. That was one of my favorite things to like read about and watch it was werewolves witches and vampires i wasn't really into zombies but but witches like it was just something about them that that drew me in it like it just and obviously there's people who practice witchcraft today i mean if you i don't know any of them and i'm kind of glad i don't but uh if you do then that's good but yeah it, it's just this movie in general obviously robert eggers directed it. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry. But the way he portrayed the movie is kind of how I would see how I thought of witches. I didn't think of it with a black cauldron and a green nose, like the wizard of Oz or a big pointy hat. It was just, it's just people who kind of lure in the darkness and then look for, and just kind of steer clear of everybody, but are always watching everybody's every move. And it always was in the forest and stuff like that. And looking around, trying to, you know, look for their best opportunity to strike and then disappear back into obscurity. And they did this movie great. And again, it goes back to like, obviously the Salem witch trials took place in, uh, 1692 to 1693, but this movie takes place in 1630 England. And so it's before the witch trials, but this was, I think it was based off the witch trials just before the witch trials happened, because back in this time, obviously none of us were here, but from what we've learned, it, it was just, it was more the fear of the unknown. I think the Salem witch trials and everything like that was the fear of the unknown and not knowing what was happening and not knowing what was real and what was fake or how these people acted and certain people who were different from the people of this time were treated like an outcast. And I think that's what these this movie tried to, this movie obviously was playing more towards an evil entity, but it's almost how thinking and, and trying to think of the unknown when you can't solve the issue will drive you to become evil. And I think that's what this movie did. Just how the mother, was it the mother or the sister? I can't remember 100%, but I know the family members, the one guy was, the dad killed himself or he got impaled by Black Phillip, the, the ghost or the goat in the movie. And that that was more... I think a representation of evil. That's why black Philip, black darkness, evil. We'll go back to Halloween with the uh, darkest, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Dark is always represented with death and evil, black death and evil and stuff like that. But you know, it's just a thing that, like I said, this movie was just the mental instability and the fear of the unknown drove people to do things that were, they were so afraid of. 
And I think that's what made this movie great. And like I said, you never really saw the witch until the end. So keeping you guessing and keeping you on your on your toes. A lot of people say Blair Witch Project is their favorite. I think the witch blew Blair Blair Witch Project right out of the water. So if you're if you disagree, that's fine. We're all here to just I'm here to give my opinions. If you agree, that's cool. If not, all right, let me tell me what you guys think. Um Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy. Freddy's been one of my favorites ever since I was a little kid. <laughs> Could thank my family members for showing me that when I was younger. But Freddie, you know, he was funny. That, that's one of the things. Like he was evil and and a, and a bad guy, but he just always was quick witted and was funny. Like you know, welcome to welcome to primetime, bitch, and shit like that. Like where he freaking transitioned himself through the TV and killed the bug lady. And I I don't know if it was the second or the third Nightmare on Elm Street. And then the first one, you know, where he just just how how sleep. And people who are restless can just think of things that aren't really there, but they are there, but people won't believe them. So it drives them insane. You know, Nancy was great as the main character in this movie. And obviously Freddy Krueger, we could, I could talk, everybody, we know everything about Nightmare on Elm Street. But for me, it was more just, when he had the, for the best thing I think was the beginning. And for my favorite part is when he's building the glove and you see him, he's taking the glove, he's taking the metal and he's hammering it down, he's welding it, he's he's soldering the blades and welding the blades onto it. And then you see him flick his hands out and Robert England flick the hands out and just twirl. And then you see the glove and then bam, it's to the movie and how you could drive people insane because if it's happening in your sleep, is it really happening or are you thinking about it so much? It's driving you insane. And a lot of the best horror movies play off the mind and just how you can play tricks on yourself. But this was a real thing, but it attacked you in your sleep. We don't really see that much in movies nowadays. You can't because Freddy Krueger was, you know, the best to ever do it or the most the most iconic, you know, cult classic figure to do it. And it's attacking you at a, in your most vulnerable. You're the most vulnerable in your sleep. You're basically shut off. You know, you're, I think Joe Rogan said it on his podcast, like when he was talking about it, we shut off for seven, eight, nine hours a day and have no idea what's going on in those nine hours. Obviously, we have dreams about things we're thinking about and stuff like that, but we're off. So, for, so if somebody wanted to attack you, they'd attack you at your most vulnerable point, right? When you're sick, when you're hurt, or when you're off, when you're shut off in your sleep. So Nightmare on Elm Street, amazing. Freddy Krueger, hilarious. And yeah, I love that movie as well. If I'm going to go, obviously, I got to talk about Michael Myers. I talked about it earlier in this, this part of the episode, but my favorite Halloween, I... I was Halloween 2. I, I know the first one. I actually got to see a screening of the uh, first uh, or the first Halloween, the 1978 John Carpenter Halloween in the theater last year, closer to Halloween. And it was great just to see the movie on the big screen, you know, feeling like you're back in the time when the movie came out. That's great. And if they replay it again this Halloween or play the other Halloweens, I'll go see it. Cause I love, I never gone to a movie theater to see old movies. I know it's probably normal and everyone's like, what the hell I do it all the time. But it was cool to go and see Halloween on the big screen and I'll definitely do it again if it happens. But I think my favorite Halloween has to be Halloween too. And, and I think it was more the mask. I love the mask. I think the mask in Halloween two, obviously Halloween one is an amazing mask, but my favorite's Halloween two. And I think it's just cause of the dirty, grimy, just evil look. Michael Myers looked like a badass in Halloween 2. He looked like a badass in Halloween 1 too, but it was more clean and just the black and the white and mixing in with the shadows. But in Halloween 2, it looked like he went through the ringer and he was ready to fuck you up. 
Like he would go, and I think he was he was more brutal in Halloween too. He had a Dick Warlock played an amazing Michael Myers, and that's really what made this movie so good. And also the soundtrack, the remix of the original Halloween, and the or I can't even make the sound. You're probably laughing your ass off, but um, <laughs> the sound of just when Michael would come in for the kill. It was in Halloween one too. Obviously, whenever he would kill, it would just be like that or something like that. But he was just brutal in Halloween too. Just stab people multiple times, cutting people's throat with scalpels. And he had a certain way about him and the way they filmed it from like the behind shot, when he runs into the kid in the middle of the street and the music goes on and the kid just looks up and walks the other way. But you see Michael walking from the back, you know, he's just walking through the town and they pick it up right after the the night of the original 78, which that's one thing that always kind of confused me is if you're picking up Halloween two the night after the events of the original Halloween, why would his mask change? That that's one thing that and I love I like I said, I like the mask in the second one better, but I don't know if anybody else has thought about this. If it's the same night, why does the mask change so much? Like it looked like a completely different mask. If it was the the events of the first one, wouldn't Michael just get up, dust himself off, and keep going? Why would he change like his entire look from one to two if it's in the same night? That's one thing that just always confused me, even though Halloween 2 is one of my favorites, and I think they nailed it, and I know everybody shits on it, you know, like, oh, Halloween 1, nothing will ever top it, and you know, I also really liked the Rob Zombie Halloweens. I know, turn it off right now, that's it, it's done, but uh, like or, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 1, I thought he did a really good job, and he just made Michael look like a... I don't think they should have gone as much into his life story as a kid as they did. I think him just being a kid who lost his mind and went off the rails kind of played more into that amalgamation of evil and just a representation of evil in human form. And that's kind of what Rob Zombie's movies took away from it. But Tyler Maine playing Michael Myers, man, he was great. He was just brutal. And if I would, if there's one Michael Myers that I wouldn't want chasing my ass, it would be Tyler Maine in Rob Zombie's Halloween because he would just grab you and rip you to shreds. There would be no stalking you or no nothing. He's just coming in, ripping your freaking arms off and shoving them down your throat and ripping your head off. Like that would be what I would picture if that guy came after me and he's trying to defend yourself all you want. He's still going to rip you apart. And I know people shit all over Halloween too. Rob Zombie's Halloween too. It's the worst thing ever. Oh, la, 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 la. And it's not the best. But the more you watch Rob Zombie's Halloween, I think the more you grow to like it and, and have a special place in you know your, your horror movie list for Rob Zombie's Halloweens. Because he took the original idea of Michael Myers and just turned it on its head, but still kept some of the original concepts in there. So it was great. I mean, obviously not the best, but... Halloween 2 is my favorite and it always will be. The new Halloween was great too. But you know what's funny is like when I first saw it, I was like, oh my God, that movie was amazing. The more I watched the new Halloween, the less I liked it. And I still love it. It's still a great movie, but I just feel like it lost its appeal. Like with the old Halloween, you can watch it a million times and you'll still, you know, have a place in your heart for it and, and probably grow to like it more the more you watch it. But with the new Halloween, I watched it, and then I watched it again and again and again, and maybe I just watched it too many times, but it was just something like, I don't know, something just seemed off to me, but it was great either. Nonetheless, seeing Nick Castle back and James Jude Courtney as Michael, and I'm excited for the new ones, 
But that's really it, guys. Those are just some of my favorite horror movies. We'll do this more often. I love talking about horror movies. I hope you saw that just by the way this podcast went. And yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed. If you have any suggestions of certain movies you want me to talk about or certain things in horror movies or ideas or theories that you have, I'd love to do it. So definitely give uh, give it a listen. Um, some of the guys I like to listen to, if you want to listen to some good horror movie you know, podcasts and YouTube channels and stuff like that. Um, we watched a movie on YouTube, Mike and Jay. Shout out to you guys. I'm going to send this to you on Instagram. So hopefully you guys watch it and enjoy or listen to it. Um, a couple other guys like Drum Dums is really good on YouTube. Um, there's just so many good guys. If you just look up horror movies and stuff on YouTube and reviews and like stuff like that, you'll find them. And yeah, guys, I loved doing this. I'm going to do it more often. Maybe I'll do... In the month of October, it'll just all be Halloween stuff. And it's really funny because this is the 31st episode and it's the first time I'm talking about horror movies. So I think that's kind of funny that it just fell on this episode number. But uh, yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed. Like I said, you have anything you want to talk about or send me or any suggestions, definitely hit me up and let me know what you think. I'm here for you guys as well. It's not, a, it's not about me. It's about you and what you guys want to hear. So uh, support the podcast if you'd like. Donate. You know, just please put my name out there. I've said it every time at the end of this podcast, every single time, just listen, just put me out on your, on your social media, send it to your friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, your dad, your mom, your aunt, your uncles, your cousins, your nephews, your nieces, send it to everybody. I, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, text messages, phone calls, co-workers tell everybody I got to get it out there send it to people if you want to send it to some youtubers you like or somebody like hey let's see what this guy has to say on horror movies or any MMA fighters like I talked about in the previous part do whatever you can because I need your you guys as the audience and everybody who listens to it thank you thank you really because if, if I don't have anybody listening I don't have a podcast I'm talking to myself so the more people that listen that's great. That's what I like to hear. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to give you guys my perspective. And if you guys have suggestions, like I said, let me know. And that's been the second part of episode 31 of the Touch Em Up podcast. Have a great night, everybody, and happy Halloween.